0: Okay, wait, wait, real quick, real quick, real quick. Before we start the podcast, we'll go around. Are you a cold water person or a room temperature water person?
1: Oh, God, Ooh. room temperature water is, like, cruel and unusual punishment.
0: No, no. I, will, See, I will die. I feel
1: about that room
0: temperature water because your body absorbs oh. it faster. If it's cold, your body has to warm it up first.
1: No, I... It's I, tricky.
2: It's tricky. It depends on the context. What room you
1: temperature feels like licking cloth, and I... It will not oh, explain man, it Smooth and refreshing.
2: Because if you're like really, if you've you've, you've got a powerful thirst and you just got to get like as the greatest volume of water inside of you as quickly as possible, that's when room temperature water. Yeah, really if you're hits like super spot.
0: thirsty, but you if you're drink just hanging around, water, you're like gonna die. Like it doesn't
3: feel good.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of hurts.
3: I like the from pain. my but observed. My observed experience, right. most old Chinese women defer to drinking hot water. So that
2: makes sense. whoa. That see, that sounds yeah. horrible. You to think me that's what you in think. Any but context.
3: The older I get, the more I'm like, I kinda just want a glass of
1: hot water. <laughs> Can someone give me a glass of steamed water, please? And that's my cultural experience steamed and water? I won't let you erase
0: it. <laughs> Don't silence her, Jackson.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean like okay. I respect it do you just mean do you do you mean like hot like yes
3: jackson i mean
2: coffee temperature water or just like hot out of the tap like we
3: will go to a restaurant and order a a pot of tea and a pot of just hot water oh but do you take it like
0: (laughs) hot hot water and lemon is like a thing
3: yeah but there's nothing in it it's just water yeah that's medicine You no, gotta it's like just hot water, plug your Jackson. nose and take your lumps. <laughs> Listen, the Chinese go even harder when it comes to hot water and lemon medicine because it'll be like hot water and lemon and green onions and boiled until it's black. And I tell you, Whoa. yeah, you've that talked that about that before. It's gross.
1: Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, sit. wait, wait, it sounds wait, 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 painful. wait, wait, wait. It's bad. Yeah.
2: So, wait, what part of it is turning black? I don't
1: know. I (laughs) don't know how it turns (laughs) black, but it's tar-like. Don't dwell on it too much, because then you'll just be haunted. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think that's what the venom symbiote is, actually.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Probably. That's that's what I imagine venom tastes like. (laughs) Venom tastes like hot water (laughs)
0: with green onions in it.
2: Uh, Hot water with green onions.
1: (laughs) See, weirdly, I'm
2: more concerned, like, with lemon, fine. With green onions, fine. It's the it's the
3: combination and, that's making and like my skin crawl. And like a sweet, like honey is in there too. I'm pretty sure it's so bad. It's the oh, worst. Are we beverage. gonna
2: have to set up a taste test yeah, eventually? If you
3: want, let's I'll get come cook for hey, us. Hey, everybody at home, we're gonna make <laughs> play along. Oh, hot neighbors.
1: water with onions. <laughs> you can do this right from the comfort of your own kitchen. Yeah,
0: Rachel Ray, scoot the fuck over. It's our turn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should do a cooking channel that's all about hot water Yeah, uh, so,
1: just ways Chi- to enjoy weird Chinese
0: waters. recipes yeah. Keisha yeah. can we get like your grandma on the show to just tell us recipes
3: maybe she's technology is not her friend but we can try for sure can we try to get her
0: to figure out how Skype even works she facetime already a problem yeah.
2: <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and perform our intro i'm sure that we've begun the podcast by now but i'll oh, just I'm say sure. now that hot <laughs>
0: water that was a good discussion yeah
2: hi welcome to the show the show's called no nerds allowed my name is jackson mcmurray hi.
0: my name is adeline mcmurray
3: my name is keisha rhodes
2: and, can and i'm Cos- you
3: Cos- okay <laughs> and i'm cosmonaut <laughs> meg we, like we to do this <laughs> every
0: time we have a guest. We I like to keep it Just go and expect them to understand what's happening. And every yeah. single intro is just us explaining the intro <laughs> to the guests that we have. Yeah, I feel like
3: it hey, should
2: be our this. courtesy
3: to introduce people. Expect the guest. it. No,
2: because here's what I'm gonna say. Hey, cosmonaut <laughs> Meg, what 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 are you up to? What do you want to plug on our show right up
1: top? Oh boy! So I uh, am on Twitter. All the time. Mm. Just very terminally online. You can follow me (laughs) at Megan's The Worst. Uh, I also am a part of a little channel called The Cosmonaut Variety Hour. uh, And I also have my own little side channel called The Cosmonaut Corner, where I put up videos whenever I feel like it.
2: (laughs) Hell yeah. So.
1: It's a good schedule to keep.
2: Good, good, good. Good stuff. Today (laughs) is a landmark day because... We're discussing the most important film of the 21st century, despite it taking place in the previous one. You see what I did there? Because it's called (laughs) Ah. Wonder Ah. Woman Ah. 1984. All right. All right, fellas. What, all right, what? brothers. <laughs> brothers. What? How do we? <laughs> Countrymen. We gotta. So I let's just say I have taken three pages of notes on Wonder Woman 1984. Oh while I was watching my it.
1: god! I. Oh my god! This is my
2: second time watching it. First time, Christmas Day. All right. Okay. We, our family, the we're hanging does. out. We're opening presents, spending good quality time. Hit the afternoon. We're all kind of doing our own thing. We decided we wanted to watch Soul like in the evening together as a family and I was like I don't have anything else going on I'll unwrap this nice little Christmas present Warner Brothers left for me under the tree called Wonder Woman 1984 uh and you know it was not good and (laughs) it pretty much uh I'm just gonna say it right like it ruined Christmas
0: is, yeah, that, yeah. is that? Is it fair <laughs> to say that it ruined that's Christmas? That's a
1: very, that's a very fair statement. Yeah, Christmas fair was canceled statement. this year. But yeah, just like
0: kind of like in the middle of it, like two p.m. Christmas was just canceled. <laughs> they just and decided. We all got that email from Santa? Yeah. like
1: holiday cheer came to a screeching halt. <laughs> yeah, the just front like, of hey, sorry, kids.
0: Warner Brothers really screwed the pooch yeah,
1: on this
3: one. Yeah, uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman killed Christmas. Christmas. We might not have it next year, just because Wonder <laughs> Woman. Yeah, historians will look back on on Christmas 2020, and there'll just be a little asterisk that says redacted. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, why? What happened? And then then uh, Diana Prince will be there because she works at a museum. Oh. Yeah. And she'll be like, oh. <laughs> That's my bad, guys, but in an Israeli accent.
2: <laughs> you want to know, there are, of course there are many things to be upset about this movie with, but you know what weirdly st- like sticks in my craw the most? Is that it has been... 70 years since the last time we saw this character in canon. And she is just. just chilling. Like, she doesn't seem to be sad. She doesn't seem to feel any kind of ennui about her situation. She's just. Totally chill and like ready to like go to work every morning without any problems.
1: Yeah, and then she's just neighborhood later when around. she
2: engages in some sort of emotional arc, she's like, "This is the only thing that has made me sad in the last seventy years." It's like, why? It's just insane to me World that we're expected to believe that <laughs> nothing has happened to her between like eight 19- to, to your point in nineteen eighty four.
1: Like, like adding on to the seventy years thing, because this is a a glaring question I had yesterday while watching this movie. Right. Uh. Uh. Did she just sit out on World War II? Yeah. yeah in the Korean War and exactly. Vietnam. Yeah, Diana, there's a lot Hula? of wars that happen. Like, you were just the living in your, Can your you fucking help us museum Hello? fantasies while people were dying. Yeah. I mean, like. But then she's like, yeah, oh, but some people Diana's are mugging a jewelry
2: like, store. That's where I draw the line. Like, yeah, I've got to
1: intervene. I'm in white I mean, bread America having the time of my life.
3: <sighs> because malls, the 80s. It's true. It, it's such. I. Okay. Is it in the first movie? Are they like, Diana, if you go to the not Amazonian world, you may never return? Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah, was no, okay. a thing. It's a <laughs> yeah. dumb thing. But That's stupid. <laughs> Because, like, now she's just cursed to roam the earth forever yep. and just watch everyone she's ever known or I, loved die. No, I it's a miserable so I can see why, fate. Like, right. I, mean, I can see why she wouldn't want to, like,
1: create any new
3: relationships.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I get the whole, like, you know, circles keep my circle small thing like that. Like, yeah, I mean, there are so many plenty of better things in pop culture where someone lives a very long time and they're sad and it's it's portrayed in a much more eloquent way. <coughs> Can't uh, and I it oh my god, I just like I said before, I'm physically pained by this movie. <laughs> like I <it's> just <laughs> heart uh, palpitations. <laughs> yeah, I just even coming up with the words to find right now the anger and and just Rage! I just ah, it's like, just, me. like if it's- I could just scream into a bucket. And this record that. That would be my review, right? Yeah, which I have done. Screaming <laughs> into buckets is very it's very effective. It's very helpful. Find it yeah. on our Patreon. <laughs> just screaming into a bucket. Exclusive a Patreon. Patreon content is just me screaming into a bucket. I would absolutely pay premium dollar for that. Like, oh yeah, that's worth five dollars a month. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, I might,
2: I'm but, definitely going to want to listen to it again next month. That's what keeps me subscribed. I keep coming <laughs> yeah. back to that well.
1: Just for, yeah, it's the same scream every month, but you know.
2: It's like how I'm subscribed to Disney Plus and I only watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit on it. That's what our Patreon just was.
1: <laughs> I just watch <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit on a continuous loop every single day. Jackson, you
0: just read me for fucking filth. <laughs> like, that's
2: <laughs> <laughs> What? That's but
0: that's what that's I do. Exactly that's exactly why treat. I have
3: Disney Plus. Full yeah. Framed Roger Rabbit is a is a blessing, <laughs> and yeah. whatever way you need to ingest Roger Rabbit and that car. What's the car's name? Taxi Bernie. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, taxi. I was. love that little car.
1: Yeah, and you and know, you, what like just... drives
3: through this. Sl- <laughs> and you know what's like was? the best
1: part is, "Who Framed Roger Rabbit" is actually a pleasant watching experience. Hell yeah! There is no part of "Who Framed Roger Rabbit" where I feel like I'm going to jump out of my skin if the movie doesn't end within thirty minutes. <laughs> and it's gonna keep like, going for clear like another stakes? hour. Yeah, like "I Who Framed just, Roger Rabbit" has interesting characters, well developed you know characters. Want. It has, it has very, like, clear, you know, start, middle, finish. You've got a great villain, a great villain. The villain is intimidating. Yes, terrifying, <laughs> which, unfortunately, Wonder Woman 84 does not have. And, like, I, uh, okay. Um, so before how would I you just, feel if you like,
3: turned on Wonder Woman 1984 and it just, who framed Roger Rabbit sort of I would be grateful. <laughs> This is Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, this is Wonder Woman
1: 1984. It's just Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, I would, you know what (laughs) I would have enjoyed more than Wonder Woman 1984? I would have enjoyed Wonder Woman watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, that's it. Like, you, the camera is just behind Diana's head. Like a reaction video. yeah, I want her and Steve yeah. watching Who Roger <laughs> Rabbit. Yeah,
2: hell yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah,
1: hell yeah, that would be sick. I would pay money to see that. It's and like, I'm so, Mystery Speaking Science Theater ca- three
0: thousand, except <laughs> just Wonder Woman and Steve. And Steve's like, yeah, but he's it's animated, it's not real. And she's like, yeah, they just draw it then, then, then,
1: then, then, and the He's like, whoa. <laughs> that would be sick. I would. I mean, I just there's so many other things that I could have done in that two hours and thirty minutes, and instead I was watching the female version of Tommy Wiseau. Just bumble on a screen with, like, the charisma of a cardboard box. Just be so... Because the thing is, it wasn't fun bad. There's right, fun bad, right. and then there's bad bad. And Wonder Woman 1984 was not, by any stretch, fun bad. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was just Gal Gadot living out her IDF <laughs> fantasies. It was very weird. It made me very uncomfortable. Uh, It just was... Just dog shit. Like I really can't say any. I'm sorry. I'm like hijacking your podcast. No, it's all right. Just so fueled by hatred. I just am so like. I wish I had more intelligent things to say, like, oh, shot composition, or the script, or I just, but I can only just be reduced to this pile of anger that is, what was the fucking point of that movie? See, I like like, to,
2: on this podcast, I like to, like, do some research before I come in. I like to dig into the vaults, take a look at Wikipedia, take a look at, like, do a Google search for the title of the movie and then the word interview just see what happens you know and (laughs) see what
0: pops up sometimes it's an interview
2: yeah usually usually i can get some hot (laughs) goss, especially when it's a movie that's whack and you can you can be like oh like now i kind of see why this didn't quite come together because of this and that and the other thing and this person has a weird energy in this interview and it seems like they maybe hate this movie you know but like right (laughs) Every piece of, like, I have not been able to unearth anything about Wonder Woman 1984. As far as I can tell, it just, you know, some people got together, they were like, Wonder Woman 2, let's do it. And they wrote this script, and they filmed it, and then they put it all together, and did some special effects, and put it on out there. There's, like, no, no drama to be found.
1: Yeah, because I know with, like, Rogue One, there was, like, some stuff where, like, the direction, like, the director might not have been very clear, which is why Felicity, what's her name? Felicity Felicity Jones? Jones. Felicity Jones, yeah. Yeah, is that why she comes across as wooden? And, like, you know, there are other pieces of media where you can go, oh, because of X, Y... Like, even Suicide Squad, you can make a case for and say, you know, there was a huge... There was a huge disconnect between director and studio and everybody had different desires. And, like, (laughs) even some good movies have, like, weird studio overreach. Like, Thor Ragnarok feels like two different movies because (laughs) it feels like there's the movie Taika wanted to make and it feels like there's the movie Disney wanted to make. And still very good you could still right. make a decent movie with all those things considered and like wonder woman just like i just don't know it really really blows my mind how this movie got made because there i really don't have one nice thing to say about it i don't well, i don't was, yeah, so this we movie did wonder feels wonder woman like
3: and that did good so let's do it again and then they did it again right right But it feels like they were trying to do, like, this is Wonder Woman's version of Winter Soldier, where instead of it being, like, Grand War, but this will be, like, a slower, like, character-focused, like, what matters to the character's values. Mm -hmm. And they focused on truth, which makes sense because lasso of truth. Right. But (laughs) the the opposite of truth isn't, like, wishing or desire (laughs) or what. Yeah, the other whatever even. else like Is
1: it the opposite being too the powerful two? yeah it just like yeah the, like and the message in the movie was so bizarre it's like don't wish for things because then you'll be a piece of shit like well, okay. I, what so i have like don't don't just like regarding yeah.
2: like the 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 what's the word i'm looking for like the the messaging of this movie I I, like obviously I don't think what they're trying to say is be complacent don't wish for things like what they're what they're thematically setting up is like of course you know there are like easy ways to do things that you can take shortcuts and screw over other people in the process and but or you can put in the extra work and do it the hard way and you know do it right and that will be much more satisfying for you in the long run.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and there right, are also just so many. Right, right, because there are ways to cut corners and, like, still achieve your goals and not cheat anyone. Like, I just, there are so many better ways to get the message across. And, like, uh, uh, yeah.
2: Let's just, there uh, for the podcast, I don't know how I'm going to edit this together. I had some technical difficulties. Don't remember what we were talking about, but uh, let's kick it to Adeline. <laughs> Adeline, go for it. <laughs> yeah
0: fucking takes, <laughs> ready to hot cross buns. So, t- hot take number one. Yeah, a hot one. minute with Adeline. So what we were talking about before, that it's weird that it's been 70 years and she's weirdly just chilling. It's... Right. It, it's... She's not... It's weird that she's only sad about Steve. Right. And right. no other person that she has ever met, ever. Uh-huh. It just makes her seem unempathetic and also boy crazy, which is bad oh. for a female superhero when we only have, like a one in the DC universe, like, it's not a good look, and it's just, like, it's, if she hadn't moved on from anything, if she was still just 100% living in the past, and then, like, her still holding on to Steve was, like, a symptom of that, it'd be like, oh, yeah, totally, but she's totally moved on from literally everything else except Steve, and she knew Steve for, like, a month, so it's just, it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird that she's so... Hung up on him and only him. It's just it's right. It's it's, It's just
1: lazy. It's lazy writing because like, you take this really like you could like you take this really complicated character. Well, could be a complicated character, and you just boil her down to like three things. And it's like men, being an Amazonian, and the truth. The truth. That's it. That's
3: what. That's and the truth.
2: What are they saying, Claude? And it's
3: like. In Cloud Atlas? is something
2: about the truth where they're saying it in a funny voice in Cloud Atlas? Maybe I'm making that up. Whatever.
0: <laughs> anyway. My, I have a second take, and it's a more of an overall take. But this is a take that I've had for a very long time. Where I think Thor... Jackson's probably heard this take like three times, so I'm going to have him pretend like he hasn't. I think <laughs> Thor and Wonder Woman are extremely, extremely, extremely similar characters. They're both based on right? like mythology, they're both, like, very serious, very out of touch with the time that they're in, and comedy ensues from that point, like. And the thing about both these characters, originally, like, in their comics, like, in their OG comics, they're very, like, silly characters. Like, they're light-hearted characters. And then in the modern, like, movie interpretation of these characters, they're very, very serious, and they take themselves right. so serious. And it's so lame and boring and you don't care about them. Like, I struggled to care about Thor until Thor Ragnarok when they let him be silly and colorful and funny and, like, just do things and wear his stupid helmet and fight the Hulk. Like, when we got to do fun things and be silly, that's when I really started to care about Thor. But they can't... And so I thought that this movie... Was going to be Wonder Woman's Thor Ragnarok. Where she would get to be silly. And we would have the invisible jet. And we would have the crazy 80's aesthetic. And when I was little. And I would go to the library. I would get the comic the old wonder woman comic books from like the 80s i think it was actually the 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 quote unquote the new wonder woman series where she like renounces her powers and like becomes a detective
2: yeah it's good and it was very
0: much aimed for girls so she's like always in like these outfits from like the 70s with like a white leather detective coat and like boots to match like i love that shit that's what i wanted this movie to be i just wanted them to have fun and go crazy and be silly Right. But we can't- I don't know if, like, they just can't make Wonder Woman silly. And of course there's gender politics in it, of like, would they take a silly female character serious, and like, of course that's an aspect of it. But I just- I would find Wonder Woman so much more interesting if she didn't just have to be so stone-cold serious and take herself so seriously. Like, we get the invisible jet in this movie. But how we get it is so stupid.
1: Cause Wonder <laughs> in the Woman's most just ridiculous, like... <laughs> obtuse way possible. Yeah. The entire yeah, she's just like, scene um... could have been cut from the movie and it would not have made mm-hmm. a difference if it was there or not. It literally, there would have been no reason for it to be there at right. all.
2: And yeah, it's just now, yeah just we have to address just like the only time I think ever, and as far as I know ever in history, that any version of Wonder Woman has had the power to Turn objects invisible just because. <laughs> she like Yeah, uh, but only the jets. One tugs. time ever in history, they're just in an airplane, and she's like, What if I uh, turn this invisible? Made it be invisible? And they're like, I. Yeah, I guess. No, sure. Jackson,
0: she said in one throwaway <laughs> line that her dad could do it, so of course she could do yeah. it. Check this out. My oh, dad so told hold me my dad to do Wonder, me this. Woman? Hey, Wonder Woman? Hold on We have one never second. talked about your dad before. Who the fuck is your dad? What are you talking yeah. about? Why are you turning a plane invisible?
1: Yeah, it just... <laughs> all for your... Hey, my, my newly back from the dead boyfriend, let's steal a fucking plane. Like, what? Like, there's just so... I just... Why did they have to make it like that? Like, why... And then also, like, why is she playing museum director woman? Like, what? <laughs> you could have settled on any job in the world and you decided to just, like, because she could have outed herself at any time. Like, she's this, like, ancient being, basically, and here she's working at a fucking museum. That's like being, like, that's like speaking a second language and then taking a class in that second language and just showing up and being like, I already <laughs> know all this shit like it's just (laughs) I don't understand it like I just there's so many things she could be doing what
0: I thought they were gonna do with the jet is I thought they were gonna pull like an incredibles where like when like uh what's her name uh, what's the mom from The Incredibles? What's her name? Elast- Miss oh, Elastica? Helena. Oh. Helen. Helen. Helen Barr. Helen? Where she yeah, goes Helen. and she like calls her old army buddy. And she's like, oh, we know that you were in the army. I hear you got planes. Can I have a plane? And then she gets a plane. And you're like, all right. She knew somebody from her past and she got a plane. Right, right. like, fine, whatever, moving on. That's, yeah. And you have this character who's existed for 70 years. If you just told me she has an old army buddy that owns a plane, right. I'd be like, great, I got right. it, let's go. She, but she, instead it, they that, have to tracks.
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like I am going to use my museum ID to to somehow use those credentials to get into this air base, like steal this mm-hmm. plane and it steal never a plane comes from up the again. Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> and like also, keep in mind like in Batman versus Superman, I think it's Batman versus Superman when when Bruce Wayne looks her up, this woman has been off the fucking right. grid. Like there's been no sight of her since 1911. How is she doing all this outlandish shit and she hasn't been caught? Right. What? And- like no one like It 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 just just makes no sense. It just also speaks to
2: the fact that she has absolutely no inner life in this movie. Like, there is absolutely nothing different about her or her situation at the end of the last movie than there is is at the beginning of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Like he said, like, if you could be like, oh, I met somebody in the 30s who was a pilot and could give me access to a plane, that would be cool. It would give her some sort of, you know, context in the world. It would make her not be like she just fucking skipped over 70 years and just presumably was just like sitting around reading books that whole time I don't know like what what did she I do I wish that they did What did she do <laughs> they all through the 60s They should have done
3: they should have done a a Wolverine uh, X-Men Origins, like, montage through every war in yeah. American history, but
1: it's just her drinking wine at a table by herself. Yeah, I would have loved that. I actually would have loved yeah. that. If, like, they just showed, like, Diana willingly sitting out. Like, if they explained her willingly sitting out, and, like, not to, like, completely jump tra- like trains here, but, like, let's talk about the first 15 minutes of the movie. What the fuck oh was God. that?
2: Oh,
0: my God. What the was movie that? literally it starts... Served
1: with Diana no purpose. Being like,
0: let me tell you the time when I let me take twenty minutes to tell you the time when I was seven and I entered the and Olympics and I was better than everybody. He <laughs> won because I'm so much stronger and cooler than everybody when I was five years old. Yeah, than all these warrior women are. Fuck them. I'm so much better than them. Uh, but I, like, I, it's, what, and, and this is how I learned that you should tell the truth. And it's like, fucking what? Yeah. But, like, first of all, that's thing there's is so dumb.
1: Many, her lesbian mom has to, to tell movie. her that
0: being truthful is good. But she didn't lie right. or break the rules. Because, first of all, you never told us the rules. She, like, got held back right. and, like, used a shortcut and then got back in front of everybody. And, like, that's not cheating. You just... You just got around. It like she you found a shortcut. Up. She, yeah, yeah she, exactly. And they're she like,
1: fixed, if anything, she should be praised for her creativity and her and her insightfulness to yeah. make the best out of a bad situation. It, and instead, so it's much, like,
0: in like nerd culture, there's been so much conversation about female characters and how men will say that female characters are overpowered for literally no reason. Like I saw, it, right? I, there was a TikTok of somebody breaking down. Like, because people would always say that Rey was overpowered because she got into the Millennium Falcon and just drove it. Like, she always knew how to fly and that was overpowered. But then they were looking at Anakin was seven years old and he said he knew how to Drive a thing, and we trusted him. Right. And Luke he, did know how to pod race. Race. he said he could drive yeah. a and he thing. Said, and we trusted.
2: It got a different kind of chip It was like now nah, this is pod racing, and it wasn't pod yeah, racing. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then and then Luke <laughs> was like, I could drive a thing, and then we trusted that he knew how to drive the thing. And then Ray was like, I know how to drive the thing, and then she drove the thing. Suddenly and we like, everybody's upset yeah. yeah,
1: and that's yeah. what, what I is love like the about. Opposite
0: of that, this makes no sense. Where she's eight fucking years old, she's entering the Olympics that these other women have been training their entire lives for, and she just fucking wins it for no reason. Like, it's just, it's so unrealistic.
1: And also, like, we don't need to go back to the Mascara. We know we've been there already. We don't care. Like, and just, like, for me, like, all the scenes in Thor Ragnarok, when they go back to like, to Asgard, it served a purpose because it was part of the plot. Ragnarok was going to Yeah, because something happen else was w- going was, on there. Right. There was something that, that tied us to that. We didn't need to go back to the Mascara. That was strictly just because the writers didn't know how the fuck else to tell us, hey, cheating is bad. Don't do it. Yeah, it's if Don't we didn't cheat. already know like, that. Yeah, like, we, uh, as far as I am concerned, most people who watch the film are not six. <laughs> like that, they're old enough to understand right from wrong. Legally, like I they're truly,
2: thirteen years old.
1: Yeah, legally they're thirteen <laughs> years old at least. Like it just and like it was just such a confusing, boring opening. Right. Like it was. I'm sorry, it wasn't even confusing. It was just boring. It was so lame. It was like, okay, cool, a bunch of women doing sports. Hooray. like like, like, an
0: eight-year-old just fucking leaving them in the dust. But I do want to push back a little bit
1: because,
2: like, it is – it does serve a function. It does, like, set up the thematics of the movie for you as an audience member. It just does it in a stupendously inefficient way that, like, just (laughs) wastes your time for so long. And then doesn't – like, one of the things that you learn about screenwriting is, like, scenes need to serve multiple functions. Like – if you're doing a good right. job, every scene should do multiple things. And the only thing that this, like, 20-minute, like, sports sequence sets up is just like, hey, this movie's going to be kind of about, like, taking shortcuts and stuff. You're like, okay. Like, yeah. you could have cut that down to, like, just a minute you and could've... 30 seconds, and we would have been fine.
1: Yeah. I just think you could have cut it out entirely. Like, I would love to see just, like, a uh, – not – would love to that's a little dramatic <laughs> I would appreciate a an edited version where you just take that scene out just take that fifteen minutes out you shorten the runtime a little bit the movie still makes sense it's not like it doesn't make sense if you take that fifteen minutes out it doesn't do anything because fast forward to like later in the movie she talks to Steve about that golden armor we see that golden armor again you know what I mean like we because yeah. we see it I believe in the in the first fifteen yeah. minutes when like they're doing all their stunts and shit. Uh, And then we see it again when she's talking to Steve, where she's like, yeah, there was this very great fighter. She stood back and fought all the men. Like, good for her. (laughs) Uh, Like, that's there. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that serves its purpose. So what was the fucking point of the first, I just don't. Yeah, and I can't. I really just,
2: I absolutely cannot get over the fact that she has apparently had invincible winged armor this (laughs) entire time. And then, and, uh,
0: yeah, and, right. yeah. and, and then she's not been. Yeah, she's just
2: sand. wearing a skirt. And she's turning like, What? <laughs> I. Oh my God! Kristen Wig turned into a cheetah lady. Now is the time to bust out the in the seemingly oh my God. this armor that that was built to withstand the force of an entire Roman army all at once. <laughs> Species and. <laughs> All it's gonna take to like tear the wings off this thing is Kristen Wig with a tail. Like, what's going on? That's Predator Kristen Wig.
3: Yeah, and like do you wanna hear my pitch for how I would do the first 15 minutes of Wonder Woman instead? Yes, absolutely. This is what I would do. I would have her maybe like in the 40s, the 30s, maybe, still reeling from like Steve dying. And kind of misremembering that moment of, like, when he was like, you go save the world, I will, I'll go save this moment, whatever he says. Right. Um Because her, like, her, she's never, she's not weak, like, she's not weaker than anyone. Her, like, flaws come from, like, having emotions and, like, emotional intelligence that isn't always as far along as it should be, like, too naive or, like, too trusting or too easy to turn away from someone, like, somewhere in between there. And that's her problem here. So if she's misremembering, like, Steve to the point where she's just remembering his loss and not his words, and then maybe is confronted, and they're like, Diana, will you come back? We need you. And she's like, no, I'm, like, I'm done with war. I've lost too many people with war. I don't want to lose anyone again. And that's her whole, like, her arc is... I don't want to get involved because when I get involved, I lose people that I care about. People get hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And like maybe the tension is her desire to see Steve again, to live with him or whatever, to be with him, is not as much as like the truth that was there. And the truth that he believed in is you are great for this world and my life is not as important as all of the lives that you could be right. saving and that's her misremembered truth i think that would hit yeah. more the like tone and the theme that they were seeking after but instead they were just like i really want a boyfriend <laughs> yeah but yeah where's my I man to fight more, i had to fight aries which uh, i guess we're not gonna involve any other gods in a direct way that we're gonna in kinda, this kinda movie make up to be like Well, sort of reference, but it doesn't ever appear. So, (laughs) okay. I feel
2: like a lot of this sort of stems from the problem that... I I was saying before we got on mic, like, Gal Gadot has a supremely specific, like, narrow, laser-focused persona, right? And just as an actor and as a movie star, you know? Like, she doesn't have a huge body of work, but it's basically... Like, Wonder Woman and her role in the Fast and Furious movies and when she was that character in Wreck-It yeah. Ralph 2. And, like, maybe oh there's some goodness. other stuff, oh, but yeah. that's the only <laughs> stuff that comes to mind. Like, and I, I don't, I want to push back a little bit on the idea that she just can't act because I think from my own experience of directing actors and trying to act on screen, charisma is stupendously difficult and a genuine talent, I think. I I'm gonna steal a take from the Blank Check podcast, uh, where one of that one of those hosts, Griffin Newman, he says that Gal Gadot is like John Wayne. Like she has one thing. She can be big and intimidating and kind of cold, but also just like beautiful and like immaculate looking. And that is right. her thing that she can do, and she is better at that than anybody on the planet today. And I think that that has a value as as a performer, you know? Because that works great in Fast and right. Furious. That works great in the first Wonder Woman movie, I think. But this movie fundamentally requires a certain amount of ennui that I just don't mm-hmm. think Gal Gadot has... <laughs> has the range to pull off, you know? And I don't want to turn it into, like, oh, Gal Gadot can't act, because I don't think that's necessarily true. I think this is just a certain type of performance that's outside of her skill set, like, entirely. Mm
3: -hmm. And I do think, like, the scenes where she is interacting with Chris Pine do, like, showcase that she has a lot of talent. I think that those scenes are, like, the only scenes... That make me feel anything. Right. Like when they said goodbye, yeah, I did like cry. like really I cried. Okay.
1: That moment. <laughs> um.
3: Like yeah, but even that, even that
1: goodbye is so brief. Right. It's such a brief goodbye. Yeah, like, it really absolutely, is. It's, absolutely. It happens so quickly. You're so overwhelmed by what's going on. There's people punching each other in the streets. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah. standing off on a corner somewhere. Is that and she's absolutely just like, later, dog. And then it just, it, it, like, cuts into her flying somehow. Just some <laughs> yeah. surprise. One Woman can yeah. fly. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, I was and just. It also. She,
0: like, kisses him. And then immediately turns away and you can just hear him talking. She's just walking through the crowd and she starts just like yelling yeah. and running. That's, that's I think that shot is awesome where she's just running straight towards the camera with just the chaos around her and she's just like yelling. Right. I think that part is so cool. And then it's immediately ruined by that weird long shot of her running with her superpowers but it's the weird <laughs> bad special yeah. effects that this movie has. And then she and just also like the special are just it's like vicious. 20
3: Hatice. like 20 different versions of her doing flying poses <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. yeah like trying to find co- a comfortable spot to do a superhero <laughs> yeah. flying pose right
1: but this
0: movie absolutely does not know how to budget its time right like it just if if time was money it's just given everybody as much money as they want like it's just Oh, you want to do you want to like talk about his son? Here's so much time to talk about his son. Oh, you want to <laughs> talk about Kristen Wig? Here's so much time to do that. She learns how to fly. Here's so much time. They get in a jet and they fly somewhere. Here's 20 entire minutes to do that. Right. It's just they don't know how to budget time. So Jackson, if you had to drink one soda for the rest of your life,
2: it would, Dr. Yeah, it, it would be Dr. Be Pepper, Pepper, right?
0: Like, I think
3: that's everybody's answer, <laughs> yeah. Dr. Pepper. Why does... That's not my answer. I just knew that was Jackson's <laughs> What's your answer, <laughs> Milkis. I, I love I root beers. Not... Oh, Milkis is good. I love Milkis. That... You also get different flavors. Would it have to be the melon one? Because the peach one's pretty good, too. Isn't there
0: a strawberry one?
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I choose Melon Milkis.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Soda and milk weirds me out. I don't like cream soda. Something There's just, like, some inherent <gasps> dissonance to the idea of, like, there's yeah, milk Jackson. in this soda weirds me out. do Not not into it.
3: But cream soda, like, that you'd buy in a can, like A&W, is just vanilla-flavored well, soda. Well, right, right, right. I, I don't mean that. Yeah. I mean, like, a, a, like soda a true family. cream
2: soda where somebody pours half and half in it in front of you.
3: What about, like, a root beer float? Well, what about, like, an you Italian like soda?
2: Float? yeah.
3: Exactly. ah oh, Jackson.
2: Jackson, uh, I think you're just lying to yourself. I don't know. I, I truly don't know.
3: Calpico, yes, Cade. Calpico's so good.
2: But, like, I feel like I'm kind of lukewarm on root beer floats, too. Nah,
3: man. Just Maybe it's because you drinking lukewarm root beer floats. It's not their be. don't Because I
2: don't hate root beer floats, but it, I would never be like, oh, I'm going to make a root beer float for myself, I'll treat myself. Like, I just, I wouldn't go out of my way to do that. I don't know.
3: Well... I'm sorry. I think you live for a you. sad
0: little life, Jackson. I don't
2: think I don't think milk should be carbonated. I'm gonna put my foot down. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>
0: well then you're not invited to our milkist party. <laughs>
2: okay, I don't want to. Yeah, Sounds we've had like
0: several milkist
3: parties without <laughs> We have. <laughs> you were there and you were not invited. <laughs> Maybe Melon is just isn't the one for you. We can try out different ones. See, like,
2: can you not hear it as it comes out of your mouth that Melon... The phrase Melon Milkis yeah. just sounds really horrible.
3: No. <laughs> I think it's great. We'll have a milk. There's is a taste a yog- test yogurt. There's one that's just yogurt flavored, Jackson. That one would be really challenging oh, no. for That you. sounds like the oh, worst no. thing in the world, It's Kisa. yummy. It's good. It's good. The Asians love yogurt. I don't
0: know what to tell you. We have so many variations. In my mind, I'm always like, ooh, yogurt. Yogurt sounds so good. I can get, like, strawberry and blueberry yogurt or, like, vanilla yogurt. I'm always like, oh, that sounds so good. And then I eat it, and it just tastes like yogurt, and I'm always disappointed.
3: (laughs) Mm, I love yogurt. Frozen yogurt's delicious. How about frozen yogurt in a root beer? God.
2: I just had one of those, like, moments where the the weight of the pandemic crashed down on me so hard when I realized that I definitely haven't had frozen yogurt in, like, God, at least a uh, full calendar year. I know. Like, how whack is that?
3: I yeah. have had frozen yogurt in the past six months.
2: Oh, no. Keisha, what'd you do?
3: I took a student out to get frozen yogurt, and we sat at the park and ate it.
2: Oh, okay. That'll do okay. it.
3: I know, very, outdoor, ex- very exciting,
2: very scary. <laughs> okay, back into Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes. I we, We've done some talking about, like, the messaging of this movie and, like, whether it's, like, oh, you should do yes. things the right way and not take shortcuts or, like, you should just be complacent and not worry about it. Uh, and I think one of the... I think the moment where that gets so muddied in this movie is, like, it's very clear that they're setting up this, like, monkey's paw thing, right? Where they're, like...
1: Oh, right. I wish for this, but
2: that. but there, there was an equal and opposite reaction, and this happened instead that made it turn out to be a bad idea. You know, that whole sort of thing, right? And then when he gets on TV and is like, everybody gets wishes... All they show is people being like I wish all Irish people would get fucked <laughs> and die. And you're like, "Well, hold on. Yeah. How's that a monkey's paw? I don't know what the what the push and yeah. pull of that yeah. is." Like
1: Yeah, what's the that one where he's like that to the one where he's like, "I wish you would drop dead." Yeah. Like And it just what? it paints
2: this thing of like, "Oh, and if you give people what they want, they're just going to it's, you know, I mean, I you yeah. know, I go back and forth about whether or not it's fair to like extrapolate to this level. But it's almost like if you give poor people money, they'll just spend it on dumb shit and won't help themselves like that sort of idea, you know?
3: And like, yeah, it's tricky because it seems like the, it, it was very possible for them to go the route of like Diana stakes her claim that all human beings are good, no matter the circumstances and they deserve to be saved. Um, like, you could challenge that by being like, hey, look at all of these people and they're wishing for things that are selfish. Right. Is it still worth saving them? Which yeah. I think is a good way to challenge her character from the last movie. Mm.
2: Right. And like, okay. Let's just, it's, it's bound to happen eventually. Let's just dig into it. Let's just stare into the void. We got to talk about the, the, the bucket. complete, Complete lack of rules regarding all the Wishing Stone bullshit. Because if it's so... That is, like, I think fundamentally, outside of any, like, thematic ideas, outside of any, like, disappointing plot setups, like, just practically in the nuts and bolts of this thing, that is the most atrocious thing about this movie. (laughs) Is that they can't be bothered to set up or stick to any rules ever.
1: Right, and I think like the the, the glaring flaw, and a lot of superhero blah, 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 blah. a lot of superhero movies have this problem of the too many villains right. thing. Mm-hmm. They Spiderman. I think that yes, and I think that having the Wish Man, <laughs> Mister Wishes. Right. It's such an abstract fucking concept that you just can't use with Wonder Woman. You could use that with, like, Batman. Right. I absolutely think you could use a wishing thing with Bruce Wayne because he's tortured enough and jaded enough where he could be like, yeah, humans, like, are inherently gonna wish for stupid right. shit. Like, that's absolutely a Bruce Wayne thing to say. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Bruce Wayne was like, people wish for <laughs> yeah, dumb shit. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's like, like, yeah, Bruce. I of would course- wish
3: for my parents to be alive, but who knows what other people would wish
1: for yeah and and i know bruce would know the 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 weight of that decision where i think like with wonder woman she's not capable of that it's just have her fight a big bad that makes sense you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i just don't think that wonder woman has the depth for that and this again this could be my lack of understanding of the character i haven't read the comics you know what i mean like i was you know, always had the the wrong belief that Superman was very boring because he's always fought big bads and he's never had that, like, real character piece moment. Um, and it turns out Superman's actually, like, really fucking cool and has, like, a, a very interesting personality. Um, it just depends on who he's fighting and it depends on what his the stakes are. You know, I think every hero has their strengths and I don't think that... Uh, with Wonder Woman to go with such an abstract concept like that, it worked out for her because it just didn't make any sense. It, like, it just felt really, the stakes were so low. <laughs> like, it, it just didn't feel exciting at all. And, like, Cheetah is a cool enemy. Like, she's a she's got a cool character design. Why not just, like, you know, make the whole story? You could have had a whole movie, half of it being, like, you know... Kristen Wiggs character leading up to her becoming Cheetah and then the other half of the movie being them. Beating. I think right. that I think you know that film I mean? is like,
0: called Batman Returns, actually. Well yeah,
2: that's one of the things I wanted <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, say. I think that we already
0: yeah, have
1: like,
2: is that this movie wants I mean, to be it, Batman it, Returns so bad. It's it's like,
0: literally the exact fucking character. If you just took her yeah. and put her it's the exact fucking yeah. character. Well, but
2: not only that, but it's like a superhero who doesn't appear to have any personality outside of fighting crimes and sitting in chairs. There's like just yeah. this like pathetic weirdo of a of a guy who is like fighting for he's for like rich
0: and concrete white.
2: power. yeah. and yeah. and like the mousy dorky woman who gets wronged by somebody and turns into a sexy maniac cat and, and like yeah and it's and the thing that's cool about Batman Returns is that all three of those characters, exist on equal footing in the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah
1: they're compelling. Yeah, they are like, compelling. They are interesting to right, watch. They're given
2: yeah. like, equal time as, like, three prongs of, like, one story. And this movie right. really feels like it's trying to do that, but, like, every time we're, like, spending a lot of time on these villains, on these two other characters, or they're trying to set up this weird trifecta, they
1: mm-hmm. don't
2: feel... Like they're playing off of each other in interesting enough ways. Like Batman Returns turns into this crazy, like, like psychoed sexual revenge drama <laughs> between these two right. kind of people. But in in Wonder Woman 1984, they don't they barely interact with each other until the end. Yeah, they the don't end. really <laughs>
1: know they, they each not, other not only until barely the last interact like with minutes. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Diana spent like a lunch. I don't even know what Cheetah's first name is, because I don't care. Right. Like, I don't Barbara. remember. She's, yeah, it's just Kristen Wig. And, like, the thing is, like, none of them have chemistry with each other. I like, would, none of them have chemistry. I, I would Chris, say. That's yeah. a lie. Kristen Wig has chemistry with Gal Gadot. Right. I absolutely believe that Kristen Wig was horny uh, for Gal was Gadot. That does right. not, That scene where, like, at like, lunch
0: is definitely played, like, a romantic yeah, scene. Yeah, which means that, that they're that cowards.
1: Those we cowards. Were, yeah. Yeah, we were robbed. We were <laughs> robbed of the best gay superhero movie we could have ever had. Uh, well, except for all the other parts you know, that suck
0: I, ass, but you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. I just, and also, I don't think that Mr. Wishes and Cheetah were evil. First of all, when Cheetah kicks the shit out of that rapist guy, hell yes, hell yeah, girl, L- do your thing. Kill that man. He, first of all, there's only one rapist in all of Washington, yeah. D.C.? What? <laughs> like, it's the same fucking guy? Like, are you joke Like, I literally laughed out loud. Like, I was just like, this. it's the same man. It's the same man. They're in Washington, D.C. There's so many things you could have done to, like, make this, you know, the stakes of the city being dangerous. And, like, you know, for a woman like Chris Wig's character who can't really hold her own, fine. But, like, she, rightfully so, jumped the guy that jumped her. I don't see anything wrong with that. There was nothing in that scene that spoke to me, oh, yeah, this is a woman that shouldn't be doing what she's doing or shouldn't have the power that she has. During the
0: movie, it takes a while for, like, both of the villains, it takes a while for them really to get to the point when they're like, oh, they're the villain and they're doing something wrong. Because at the very beginning, Mr. Wishes... He's introduced right. as, like, 80s oil baron guy. So you're like, oh, he's going to be one-dimensional and evil. Well, but then you, like... He's up a Ponzi they,
2: scheme. Yeah. <laughs> what? So he's, like, heading up a Ponzi scheme.
0: Well, but they make... what but I'm he has is that son. They make him... They give... The one thing that I think I'm... The one <laughs> yeah. thing that I'm glad that they budgeted time for was establishing him and giving him more pathos. Because I think that scene where you see his huge right. building and he, like, walks through the doors of this, like, huge reception area and then walks into the back... And it's just fucking empty and there's nobody in there and everything is, like, a jumbled mess. I think that's, like, just immediately so telling of his character. And then you have his son. Like, I'm so glad that they spent that time. Because it immediately gave him pathos and made him more than one-dimensional. And then, like, he's, like, obviously he's trying to get the wishing stone and he's using the wishing stone. But, like, I don't know. I didn't... Obviously it's there's levels of it being wrong of him just wishing for his business to be successful. But then all the other shit happens. But, like, before all the other shit happens, like, I don't... Like, he wasn't, like, a super villain. He was just a guy who was, like, doing the easy way and, like, doing things the wrong way. But, like, not in an evil way yet. And right. the whole thing with Kristen Wig is that she's like, I want to be like Diana. And for some reason, being like Diana means getting male attention. Which is kind of fucked up, but that's whatever. Well, I think it's also, uh, like...
3: It, yeah. It, I think it was supposed to be a showcase of, like, vanity and how... Like, we want the things that seem good. Like, we want to be, like, super famous. Like, there's that woman who's Chinese and is like, I wish I was famous. And then (laughs) people are just, like, banging on the windows.
1: But, like, being
3: beautiful, being (laughs) rich and powerful, like, those are things that people want and wish for, but, like, they're not what matters in the world and they can lead to, like, a really destructive behavior. But it's weird that they were, like... Let's show how how being beautiful means being able to walk in high heels. Like they really hammered home. Yeah, they were like, yeah.
1: good thing you can walk in those heels, Barbara." <laughs> like, well, okay. Yeah, this this movie directed by a woman felt very much like it was directed by a man from 1984. The only part of 1984 that still existed was the sexism. Which I mean, was it, very just, it much was very like,
3: like uh, cheeky in a way that's like. It's so hard to be a woman in corporate America because you are so undervalued, which is true. But when you do it in such, like, yeah. a ham-fisted way, it makes me hate it. And I don't want to hate it. Right. I want it to like it so was bad. Like yeah.
0: know her name until she wears a short skirt. And they're like, whoa, Barbara, your butt is smoking. It's like, okay, this is.
1: Yeah, it, it's. It- it was just to the extreme. It's the same way I felt about Joker. Like it was just so aggressive, and like we got it. We are we as the audience have got your point. We understand. You do not need to go any further. Like in Joker, when he got the shit kicked out of him for like the fourth time by those dudes singing "Sondheim <laughs> yeah. Off Book," Jesus Christ. Um, I was like, I get it. Gotham is a scary place. I am not stupid. I understand that. As a, as the audience, I have understood that. Can we move on? Like, I just don't like when directors insult my intelligence and think that I, as an audience member, need to be like spoon fed this, this concept and like like as
0: a woman i don't yeah. need to be told about sexism but do we need to spoon feed the male audience what sexism is like because like i can't, like i i hope not i hope that's not why they did that you know and it's yeah, also like, just in like you know it's it, it's just, yeah. it's just but but like, she, the, like the cheapest the, thing with the high heels is that that's one of the things that she admires about diana is like how she uh, uh, from her point of view Wonder Woman fits into that, like, perfect businesswoman in the high heels, even when she struggles with that. And so I kind of got that scene of her, like, being able to walk in the heels was, like, her being able to, like, be powerful and feminine the way that Wonder Woman is. And the flaws of that and the way that society treats high heels as a symbol of women's power when they're really not is a whole other conversation. But, like, that's why they did that. But, like, the whole thing with cuz like the that scene they portray as her being evil when she beats up the guy that cat calls her but the the first scene is Diana beating up the guy that cat calls her and of course not to the same right exactly well, she throws him into
1: a trap! but not the same she's
2: like brutalizing but like, yeah, that think, guy the yeah. second time it's not yeah, the same thing yeah that's the point is
0: that she's brutalizing him and that's not the okay part and she's weirdly got that like that homeless man who's like her puppy
1: who she's, yeah, like, they're, like, friends
0: with, <laughs> and then he's, just like, yeah. virtue She's like a pet
1: homeless man. Yeah, the person that she brought a yeah. yeah. homeless man leftovers. to show that
0: she's a good person.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is just uh, a whole other thing. It's okay. just, It's just yeah. sloppy. It's weird that they do it. I feel like they do it in an ineffective way. They're either ham fisting it or like villainizing people when I don't think they be they should be villainized. Cause like the whole thing is that she loses her humanity in order to be feminine and successful and feminine. And that's fucking
3: shitty. Like I don't like I don't know. Whatever the whatever way they did it, they did it poorly. I don't right. know. Kristen Wiig's character is kind of like if they combined Electro and like the Goblin Jr. in Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Like, ca- like her character arc is very oh, much just I haven't seen movie. So like nerdy encounters the hero. I want to be just like them. Magic happens via uh, eels and/or <laughs> and or stone. Yeah, then, except that that
2: movie is good. So fight me. Okay, yeah. but
3: I'm I'm just saying. Don't you think that their character arcs are like the same exact yeah. thing? And then she get, turns well, into a weird mutated monster at the end.
2: Right. I just, I, I do agree. I just wanted to stay yeah. there for the fact that I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 I is know, good I'm, like not, I'm
3: not, I'm not, I'm not calling out. Uh, I'm
1: just saying I, it's the same, but it's not I, as good. Because I'm yeah. not uh, scared of Kristen Wig. Can I just say that, like, with speaking of Kristen Wigg, and this is going to sound kind of mean. Uh, and I said this yesterday, and uh, I felt kind of bad after saying it. <laughs> But I just don't think Kristen Wiig is sexy enough to play Cheetah. I just don't. Um, And not that Kristen Wiig isn't a beautiful woman. I think she's a very attractive lady. I just don't think she has the chutzpah to play a villain. There are some actors that are so naturally good at playing the villain, and they're not necessarily conventionally attractive, like Tom Hiddleston plays Loki like a glove like that man was born to play Loki he's so good at it he oozes the character he is the character like there's no doubt in your mind when you look at Tom Hiddleston go yeah that man is that's Loki that's Loki like, it's just so natural for him. There was nothing natural about Kristen Wiig's performance. Like, I just felt like the whole nerdy thing was, like, fine. Edgy, that was fine. But to, well, then when she slowly became Cheetah, I couldn't take her seriously. When she's in those ridiculous outfits, I was yeah, like, Yeah, the costume is ridiculous. Who dressed you? Who dressed you? Like, it, I wasn't, even like, like, the it wasn't even, was like,
0: like, 80s fashion. It was, like, 80s hooker fashion. Like, I don't know no. was up with that. Yeah, it wasn't
1: 80s fashion at all. Like, I just, it was so distracting and there was like again like i just couldn't believe Kristen wig as a villain there was no part of me in my body that said yep that's a bad guy like and you guys like the thing is like with michelle pfeiffer as catwoman like she starts off pretty dowdy and weird when she's just like herself you know when she's like nerdy in the beginning like she is like You know, you feel for her, you're like, okay, yeah, this woman is like kind of a mess. And when she becomes Catwoman, she's so cool. Right. You know, she's like this extremely sexy, dangerous woman. And she's not like her her
2: previous life. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And you it's very clear that she has made this transition. It's very clear. Like there is no doubt that she is a different woman. There was no point where I felt like there was that transition with Kristen Wiggs' character. Like, it's the not a new just, thing for wasn't... audiences of superhero movies to see like nerdy
3: character literally the next day, strong, no need for glasses, confident, blah, blah, blah. Like we've seen yeah. it a thousand times by now. It's not like we needed it to warm it's up. It's so to
1: it. overplayed. Yeah, we've all seen Mega Yeah, it's we know. so overplayed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would rather watch Megamind 80 it's times. Mega Megamind than watch is Wonder great. Woman. And what's fun is that you probably sitting. could Megamind watch Megamind many times
2: within the runtime of Wonder Woman <laughs> Yeah,
1: Same. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you could have seen... Like, this is how many times you could have watched Meg <laughs> Megamind and all this time you watched Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there there was just... There was nothing new about this movie. There was nothing exciting. Like, what I will say, and I will compare this to the superhero movie, I, I personally hate the most. And, like... Felt very annoyed when I left the theater, much like I felt when I watched Wonder in 1984, is uh, Captain America Civil War. I despise that movie. I have my reasons for hating it. I just, like, I won't get into it because that's like it's whole, that it could be a whole other <laughs> podcast. But the thing that, at least with Captain America Civil War, there are interesting characters right. in it. There are characters I gave a shit about. There is not a single character <laughs> in Room in 1984 that I gave right. a shit about. Not a single one. I didn't care about Mr. Wishes. I did not care about Steve. I did not care about um, Kristen Wiig, Barbara, Cheetah Woman. I didn't care about Diana. I don't care about these characters. The, at no point did the direction of this film say to me, hey, these are characters that you right. should care about. Like the, It never came across to me that way. And I liked Wonder Woman. I liked the first film. I enjoyed it. I had a great time watching that in theaters. I had fun. Sure, the third act is a disaster. The third act of Wonder Woman is so bad. I mean, there. I was crying laughing in the theater when they cut to Ares in like, <laughs> Grecian times and he still He's has like that ridiculous mustache. British mustache. <laughs> Holy
2: shit. We could do a whole other podcast about uh, Wonder just, Woman because that's a movie I have a lot of feelings about too. But yeah, especially now that so, I've watched 1984, yeah, and, like, I had kind of mixed feelings about Wonder Woman at first, but now I'm like, Maybe that was awesome. Maybe I need to go back and reevaluate Wonder Woman. It feels so much better. Yeah, in my maybe it's not now. as good
1: as I thought. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the set pieces in in Wonder Woman were like, like where she runs into No Man's Land was that was such a, like an exhilarating scene. It was really fun to watch. Like with the theme coming in and it's just like hype as hell, and you're like, yeah, this is Wonder Woman. This is the character she could be. I'm not familiar with Patty Jenkins' other work, so I can't speak to that, but I just feel like she thinks her audience is full of fucking idiots. (laughs) Like, just the way it was directed. Like, I just... I feel like as the audience, like, this movie was like, Hey, you big dumb idiot! (laughs) Want to see a movie that is about Wonder Woman? And it's exciting? And, like, I I don't know. Like, I... mm, I just felt like this movie was telling me things, and I wasn't getting anything right. from it.
2: Can I jump in? I've got a, I've got a yeah. slightly different point that I've been holding on to for just a second. If I'm gonna, I just want to warn you if I'm kind of jumping tracks a little bit. But one of the things oh, no, about this movie that drives me crazy is the way they handle the like the the trope of the the monkey's paw, because like the idea should be. Right. That you wish for something, but in receiving it, there's an unintended consequence, right? Mm -hmm. You wish for a million Mm -hmm. dollars, but the way you get it is your grandpa dies and you inherit a million dollars from him and you love your grandpa. Oh, no. But this movie seems to just posit that you wish for something and then unrelated something bad happens. You get your boyfriend back, but also you (laughs) You lose lose your your superpowers. Yeah, like, completely, like, there's sort of an yeah. equal and opposite thing going on, but it's completely unrelated, right? And it, it would be like if in the and story... And also, can
1: we talk about how her... Yeah. You would,
2: like, if you were reading the story the monkey's paw, and they were like, oh, I wish my dead son came back to life. And then he did, and he was fine, and you were all happy, and it turned out great, but then your house burned down because it <laughs> got struck by lightning, you know? It's not... It's not right. poetic. There's nothing there's nothing like meaningful about that, I feel like. And I feel like yeah. one of the ways that this movie not only is that a weird idea, and it's especially weird where it's like is he is he like is he the one who's deciding what people get taken away from them when they wish, when he becomes the wishing stone later? When he becomes yeah, I, that's stone, what There's a part he, of me like, deep down that wants to go unclear. off. <laughs> to go well, off I'm on the logic sure. of all the wishing stuff so bad.
3: Like, that's what he's, ahead, like, Keisha. whenever he's doing it, he's like, oh, I, Mr. President, also, Ronald Reagan, I have a lot of thoughts on Ronald Reagan. Ronald <laughs> Reagan! He's like... Uh, don't you wish that you had more nukes? And Ronald Reagan's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, yeah. okay, then I'm taking the presidency. T. <laughs>
2: right, yeah. <And laughs> like, like, that's. And I feel like one of the ways that this movie, like, fundamentally fucks up its whole shit is that they're so into, like, the concrete ideas of, like, you wish yeah. for this, but then this happens or this gets taken away from you. There's such a, a literalist idea to this, like, give and take. And, but the only person who seems to be exempt from that is Kristen Wigg. For some reason, she she wishes to be just like Wonder Woman, so she ends up being right. graceful and beautiful and people like her. But I, I guess the trade-off yeah, the, the, is that the, she's her, her slowly her becoming yeah.
1: evil? Her yeah, monkey's they, like, paw was actually... Like, I, don't know sociopath. Why, I don't know what the monkey's is like, When you become a sociopath, wish. you don't know that. You're cool with that because you don't have feelings anymore. So why would you care? Like, right. And, and like, my biggest question... Because <laughs> you're a sociopath. Yeah, like, well, my I, think big,
3: I like she does... She does say, like, you you lost your yeah. humanity and your empathy and the things that make you kind. And she's like, and well, that yeah. doesn't matter because I want to be you. cool like you, Diana. <laughs> and then she does uh, finger guns at the camera.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Pitch, pitch, pitch. Okay. I okay. had a brainwave. Oh, this boy. is why this movie's good, actually. Actually, good movie. 8 out of 10. New Heart Stance. Okay.
3: <laughs> I will die on this hill.
2: Right. Whig, okay. She wishes to be like Diana, but... What she's wishing, she's idolizing the wrong parts of Diana, right? Mm. She says, oh, I wish I was beautiful. I wish I was charming. I wish people liked me. But that's not what makes Diana special. What makes Diana special is her heart and her willingness to to save Egyptian kids from a truck. <laughs> and that is why uh when Kristen wig starts to become beautiful she starts to lose the things that she didn't value as much as she should have before yeah that's like that's how monkey paw movie.
3: wishes work usually seal ah. of approval
2: another thing but here's... regarding this is there there is a a a very particular idea in this movie that i think is a beautiful great idea which is that like it, it's in a way sort of positing 80s American culture as, like, the wish on the monkey's paw that led us to where we are today, right? It's, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. thematically setting this movie in the 80s, it's, like, setting up this idea that, like, Americans were like, oh, I wish I could have... Steven Spielberg and Rubik's Cube and they're like oh great you can have that you can have as much of that as you want but just a heads up climate change
3: yeah like 80s Americana mm -hmm. is definitely like the poster child of like consumeristic behaviors that are toxic
2: which is one of those like George Lucas prequel things where it's like if you're really thinking about it and really breaking it down you can say like oh this is kind of about this and just saying this about this but it's like not directly addressed in the text of the movie which you is know? bad storytelling like, that's just
1: bad storytelling yeah. it's 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 like a nebulous sort of
2: idea yeah. that exists but like not quite fully addressed
1: yeah and i also like one of the biggest things with the monkey's paw thing is like steve is just hijacking some man's body and they don't yeah, really right. talk about it <laughs> Like that guy's just dead for yeah, the because that,
0: that Steve is
1: in it. Yeah, that man is no longer no, here. He and that, comes back at the end of the movie. Like Wait, yeah, okay, no, but while Steve the is the in movie, his body, but, he's just
0: fucking dead. Yeah,
1: but while he, yeah, Steve's in his body and Diana's kinda just like, I got my man back, I don't give a fuck and it's like, Okay, I thought <laughs> you were supposed to care about like all lives are that are precious to you and this random man is now gone because you wanted your boyfriend back super bad. Like but she does learn,
2: that's her arc. It's a bad one, but it's Ugh, there.
1: Oh God. <laughs> I just, I mean, I get that,
3: like, the scene where she doesn't recognize him at first is compelling, but also, like, why did the Wish do that? Why didn't he just come back in his own body? Right. (laughs) Why Why was he... And that's what should
2: be the monkey's point. Right. What are the wish rules? You get your boyfriend back, but he's taking the place of some other person that you have to reckon with like the death of some other person. Not you're losing your powers for some reason. Right. It's
1: just, it's so, there's no rhyme or reason to anything. There's no rhyme or reason to anything. And like, and like goes back to my original point that this was just too abstract of a concept for Wonder Woman. I think there are... Superheroes that could probably make it work. But I just think having Mr. Wishes be the bad guy was such a bad idea. I think, like, there's so many other, like... I'm sure Wonder Woman has a decent rogues gallery. I am sure there are some characters in there that are really compelling and really interesting. I mean, that's why like I get frustrated with Batman and it always just goes back to the fucking murder clowns all the time because there are so many good villains that Batman has. Batman's got Scarecrow, he has Mad Hatter. He's got Calendar Man for Christ's sake. Even Calendar Man's pretty fucking cool. Like I get really tired when like comic book movies rely on like one particular villain that that superhero has, because I think that like when you pick any other villain, like you could pick any villain and make them interesting. And I think making Mister Wish is a villain, I don't know if he's a DC character or, or not. I don't he, know. If he Max was made Lord up for is movie. a DC character. Yeah, he is. He's
2: sort of but a. But he's not he's, a wish He's <laughs> kind of a yeah. invention.
3: Yeah, I, I think that Max. I think that they are like Wonder Woman has a lot of problems, but I think particularly it's one of those pyramid triangle like you can pick two corners but you can't have all three like they either needed to like change it truth doesn't resolve wishing like have wishes be solved by something else that matters to diana or like have max lord in some other role that makes more sense to his character which is like greed like corporate greed Mm -hmm. Like, there's just something, like, there's something, like, they can't have everything. Like, they just tried to fit too many things that didn't always fit together. They cut up puzzle puzzle pieces and ruined the puzzle.
0: What weirds me out the most about her losing her powers for no reason is that I feel like they don't play in that space, like, at all. Because, first of all, she doesn't have her powers... And she still absolutely has her power. She's still pushing tanks over. Yeah, she's over, still kicking yeah.
1: Yeah. ass. She yeah. never uh, actually, they actually loses Cohen her powers. She, they two just cars. tell you that
0: she is. But then <laughs> they never, like, play around with the idea of, like, Diana, you could have a totally normal life with your boyfriend. Like, they talk yeah, about, like, like her in being Spider-Man able to, like, too, keep her boyfriend. Raindrops but they never, keep like, set up the choice of, like, hey, all the people you've been saving and you love everybody and being able to save everybody yeah. and giving yourself all the time. You could let that go and just be a normal totally normal person with your boyfriend. Like that's yep. that choice is like never set up. Like they set up like the pieces of it, but never like actually be like, hey Right, this is a thing. This is this is a and, <laughs> this is a conflict that you could be having. And like
1: the losing the powers trope is always really interesting. It's always like it's a common trope like I mean there are so many movies that do it and like do it right. Like in Kiki's delivery service when she loses her powers, she's just like really distraught and it's this really thoughtful moment about like what makes you well, yeah. special. And like it's right. you know how can kiki's delivery service a movie made for children do it right and wonder woman can't you know what i mean like not well, to say that Kiki's Delivery wonder service woman. isn't like a beautiful masterpiece but um yeah. but like there are so many like, movies where a hero loses their power hercules fucking hercules in hercules he loses his powers and he's still able to <laughs> figure it out and that's like five minutes of the movie where he loses his powers you know what I mean? Which like, I think
3: is well, also like, maybe what this movie was trying to say. Like, that strength doesn't make a hero, but truth and honesty and integrity do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, right.
0: and it's
3: even Wonder
0: Woman. That's, like, because that's what I was talking about. The comics that I read as a kid, that was, like, the whole point of it was that she loses her powers and then still continues to fight crime. And she just does it a different yeah. way. like. That's kind of baked into the character of Wonder Woman, that she could totally lose her powers and she would still have the same heart of gold and still be trying just as hard to do good. Right. Like, that's a staple of her character. And then when, and they just, A, they don't take away her powers at all, actually. And B, they just, they just don't do that. They don't do it well, because it's a weird monkey's paw thing that doesn't make any sense. And yeah. she's still flying through the air and punching tanks and like finding the, Kristen Wig. Like it just, she, it's just bad. It's like bad. They it's were bad. trying
3: to find a way that she would need to rescind her wish, but it should have just been like, if you don't do this, it's not that you're not going to get your powers back. It's that like, we can't beat the villain unless you make this sacrifice. Like that's yeah. the whole point. It's not that. Oh no, you can't run fast now and do right. Do the do the moves. Which doesn't, like, the way they set it up, too, like, it just seemed like her getting hurt is part of the stakes. Like, if that right. scene in the first movie where she's walking through No Man's Land, we are like, she actually can't ever get hurt and nothing will kill her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know why she cares so much about her wristbands. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah. that's just the point of being a superhero is that you could get hurt, potentially. Um, it should have just been, yeah, this is the right thing to do and it sucks for you because... This relationship matters to you, but it's more important that you save people. I don't know. I feel like
2: yeah. the part of this movie that made me feel like I was taking crazy pills <laughs> was like at a certain point, the line of rhetoric of I renounce my wish started to get bandied around. And there's no moment where they're like, oh, here's part of the rules you can renounce your wish. And apparently, just. Reverse any and all consequences of your wish, which is like, um, hey, if you could do that in the classic short story, The Monkey's Paw, there would not be a short story. first Right. Above. Well, they they kind but of be the they, shortest
1: story, and then it would not exist. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> say that you can give up your wishes. Like when they're reading the Mayan book, they're like, yeah, my people had two options: either give up their wishes or uh, destroy it, and they couldn't do either, so they buried it. I like how they. Right, blame and that's why the, Mayan that's why the, Mayans, the Mayans. Yeah, so that's why the Mayans. And that's why the Mayans, no the Mayans fucking reason. died. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Yeah, um, they're like, but, and like, you can there's actually... this point at the
2: movie where, like, she's telling everybody to renounce their wishes, and there's everybody just going around being like, I renounce my wish. Like, they're Michael Scott yelling, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> like,
1: just also saying how- this thing, thing this and woman. it apparently
2: holds this magic weight. It's.
1: what, what yeah. is that. And then, like,. Like, oh yeah, that's fine. Let's let's just do what she says. Like what? Well, I think, I think
3: it's supposed to be. It's <laughs> yeah. supposed to be because he's telegraphing, to, uh, touching the waves or whatever yeah. phraseology. Touching that, yeah, touching yeah. the particles. It's like Interstellar. Um, but <laughs> she's using the lasso of truth to show everyone the truth, so it's they know in their hearts that the right thing to do is take back their wish. Which is super That's lazy. But it's fine. Hate that. <laughs> Which, yes, Hate lazy that. Lazy writing. So it's the same lazy writing that was in the third act of the last movie. But I could look yeah. past it because I really loved all the other parts of the movie and the way that they. Right, and it
1: was the third act and it wasn't like it was the entire film. Yeah. Like, and, and like, yeah. I love that, Diana, especially with the whole argument that like
3: superhero, like superpowered women are too powerful and they're too good at everything. Because I think a lot of times people will be so afraid to write a weak female character that they will yeah they will they won't right. even include any flaws and diana isn't flawless she's right. definitely the strongest but she struggles to see that when people make mistakes there's still people that deserve life mm-hmm. and that that is just devoid here it's just like the only thing that diana has a problem with is she wants a boyfriend
0: she wants her B. Yeah. <laughs> and want, then once
1: he's he
3: once he's
0: gone, it's just like, I'm film, good. The part of this film that made me feel like I was taking crazy pills <laughs> is that where we establish when he is the wishing stone, he right. chooses what he takes as the monkey's paw, which is bullshit, but they say that he does that for the rest of the movie. So when he teams up with Katra she's, like, he can give her <laughs> stuff, because she's already had her hot wish, so she doesn't get any more hot wishes, but he yeah. can give her stuff, but how- Yeah, he's the, he he's the wish sugar daddy. Some, he has to take something from somebody else and gives it to other people, so he'll, like, take power or jobs or situations or even health or whatever, and he gives it to other people. Yeah. How the- fuck does he turn her into a cat how the fuck did a cat make a wish and then he took the cat's skin and gave it to her how the fuck did she turn into an actual literal cat person
3: they just do that really really lazy thing where he's like oh i'm on tv and i'll take your health and i'll take your power and i'll take your strength and then he's like and give her your angst and give her your cat's whiskers." Like, did he, so, never yeah. says, that? he says like I'll m- give
0: you her power and you her rage never does he say and your cat
3: no, appearance when they're, on the, <laughs> yeah. when they're in park, the plane why together why the fuck is she a cat when they're in the plane together he's like slumped over and like oh no, I'm dying can, okay my hold on organ. no I know she says she wants to be an apex predator which first of all Cheetah eh,
0: that's not the first yeah. thing that I think of when I think of <laughs> apex predator but that's Sharp whatever boy. but yeah. but still <laughs> That no, doesn't translate wait, to cat stupid. person. That's not what that means.
1: <laughs> also, me, I thought it, it was my understanding that she just like her wish backfired so hard she just turned into a cat. That's what I thought. So oh, I did like, not know it was because he gave her powers. It was yeah. like I mean, the class where
3: he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, I, I just I she to be was normal becoming and now so I'm blue."
1: <laughs> Yeah. I thought she was just becoming so evil that she was just turning into a cheetah. Right. Which that's I was like, uh also. Okay. I mean, they, they do <laughs> yeah. set up early early
3: on in the movie where like Wonder Woman's wearing cheetah print heels and she's like, Ooh, animal prints. <laughs> I think she like latches onto that. <laughs> but that's I don't know. I don't know why she wants to be a cat so badly.
0: Well, it's like even if she has a cat is that it's not it's not Batman oh, Returns she's a furry. where she's like, it, it's not where she's like, oh, people have called her the crazy cat lady, and so she, when she rejects that life, she kind of takes it as like this kind of joking, whatever. And maybe her right. cat breathes life into her, or whatever the fuck happens. Yeah, to yeah, Batman yeah. Returns. She drowns in then But the point is, she like, builds her. a suit, and it's a choice that she makes, and it makes sense for her and who she is. Kristen Wiig, right. just being a fucking cat person randomly for the last five minutes of the film, and then a regular person With, like, during PS2 the end two graphics. Credits, yeah, yeah. It makes no fucking sense. Makes no sense. Also, golden armor costume sucks. Looks bad. Yeah, that no, doesn't look good. sucks. Looks bad. Yeah. See, I don't, don't think look the, good. I don't think the costume is that bad.
1: I thought the golden costume was pretty cool. For I also, woman, and then I, I just, got I, it's just it's I and that's armor.
0: it. They just took the Wonder Woman costume and put bar, body armor underneath it and made it gold. I thought it was boring.
2: So, okay. We, we've been a bunch of negative Nellies on this podcast so far. Okay. A lot of a grumpy are we gonna do like here. we
3: should do a, a circle
1: of what I like. Well, about I the just want to
2: say, I just want to say, look, I'm the. kind of I don't of person, think I
1: physically can,
2: <laughs> especially with the energy that i have tried to cultivate on this podcast. I like, I like to, I like to be, be more positive than I am negative, just in general as a, as a person, and not not the that, that it's like oh this is equally good and bad. I just mean like I want to be fair about it, right? I uh. think. I think that this movie, the first the first hour and ten minutes of this movie, up until the like invisible jet scene, I think are totally fine. I think I mean besides maybe like the intro, which is like too long and not interesting, but like you know the part where she's fighting at the mall, I think is totally fine. It has like a really old school vibe. Oh, I hated it. I thought that all the stuff with Steve Trevor going around looking at '80s stuff was fun. I thought yeah, I really
3: liked how because in the first movie, like Diana doesn't know anything about the world, and he's teaching her, and she does her like her montage of trying on different outfits, which is kind of an old trope, but like it was fun. I like that they subverted it, and he loves sneakers. He's a (laughs) sneakerhead. I thought that was so nice.
2: there's this one I, little throwaway line where you're first in the fanny pack with the American flag on it as U.S. issue. As if he thinks yes. it's, like, some piece of, like, military hardware.
3: Which is, which like, you assume so, like if you're a soldier who died in the 1910s, right. you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, obviously this is This is standard <laughs> yes. issue. Is I love Steve Trevor. Um, I, I loved him in the first movie. I love him in this movie. And I was scared that they were going to do... Like weird, ooh, he's he's a weird villain. Bucky Bucky right.
2: Barnes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think
1: I wouldn't like that more. I just there's just so many other avenues this movie could have taken and it would have been a better movie.
3: I don't right. know. I think, yeah, I, no, think I think I think all think, of the like, Steve Trevor stuff I I was a really big fan of.
1: I think honestly I like
2: me that. too. I feel like the first hour of ten minutes of this movie is like oh, yeah, like, uh, I'm, I'm on board. Like, this isn't great, but I'm, like, here for this. And, like, I'll assume it'll uh, get more no. interesting later. And then the thing that happens later is it goes absolutely off the rails in every conceivable way. And you're like, oh, well, uh, I guess that didn't really right. pan out. But, like... I think, and okay, and I feel like we just have to acknowledge that Chris Pine's line reading of, well, shit, Diana, is the funniest thing in this movie. It's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, well, it, Chris it, Pine it, is a phenomenal actor. I yeah, am I a created... pine nut. Like, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pine Nut, big fan of Chris Pine. I've loved him since Princess Diaries too. Uh, I think he's fantastic. Uh, lots of charisma there, and I just think the chemistry between—okay, that's my one nice thing that I will say about this movie. I think the chemistry between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine is very real and it's very good. That's yeah. it. That is. The only positive thing I can muster (laughs) about this movie is that their chemistry is decent. I feel bad saying
0: that the male lead is the best part of this movie, but he's kind of the best part of this movie. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like, I just, there is really, I mean, I may be very negative about this because I am very superhero fatigued. I'm very, very tired of superhero films, personally, Um, haven't really enjoyed a Marvel movie since Thor Ragnarok, which isn't that long ago, but, uh, I've been sticking to the DC animated movies. I don't know if you guys have that sweet, sweet HBO Max subscription, but (laughs) some of the animated Batman movies are really good. Uh, the Teen Titans one's pretty decent too, but I've enjoyed those more because those feel more honest and more like the comics to me because they can do a lot more, because it's for a smaller audience. It's not a broad brush where, like, they need to explain things. Like, I watched Batman Hush, and they had, like, half of Batman's rogues gallery in there, and they didn't explain themselves. They didn't, like, right. they assumed you knew who everybody was. Like, you know, Scarecrow shows up in the old-school old school Scarecrow look with the scythe and the bag on his head, and, <laughs> like, you were just supposed to know that Scarecrow. You know what I mean? Like, the, the movie didn't know like, had no time to explain who was who. And I like that so much more because I think that, like, and I understand why that could never be with these big-budget superhero movies because they have to put butts in the seats and they have to sell it on a wider audience. But I think that's one of the biggest things that's limiting these these comic book movies is they're trying to make it too broad and they're trying to make it too available to everyone. And it's it's not good you're you're dealing with a weird concept. You're dealing with a woman who has an invisible fucking jet and a rope that gets people to tell the truth. And you're going to tell me that you're going to try to make that easily accessible for everybody? It's not easily accessible for everybody. It's just not, like, fundamentally. And that's okay. And I think that they could have, like, been more creative, and they weren't. And I mean, like... Uh, I think, yeah. like, what that's... I what I really loved about the
3: first Wonder Woman is that it it felt like it, there was a good balance between like gritty lived in this is actually World War One circumstances and like fantastical Diana she's a goddess and is strong and invincible um, and like the the tension was is this war fueled by man or is this fueled by like this fantastical Aries character. And I think where they tripped up was the execution of Ares's influence and that he was there the whole time and blah 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 blah. Because the strength of that movie is Steve Trevor saying, No, like killing Ares isn't gonna end the war. Like there is (laughs) like there's right problems here. But then they I I think that that. when that happened, when like people (laughs) didn't react well to Ares like, weird mustache. I'm going to kill you! I'm a CGI character! Yeah, like, people didn't yeah. react well to that. But the problem wasn't Ares. The problem was the way they executed Ares. I feel like this movie really right. needed, like, a trickster god who was there the whole time, and he he was the one who promised this s- stone of, like, magic ability to Pedro Pascal or something like that that was driving this chaotic energy instead of, like, well, I need oil and I need people to answer my telephones for my son. But I guess I don't actually like my son. (laughs) If they would just let
0: Wonder Woman be silly and have fun with it and do cool things, like, just have a fucking Greek god be the villain, like, just, like... Yep. It, uh, that's just, like, so into her DNA that it's silly. She's got a boom, a tiara boomerang, an invisible jet, and she's from ancient Greece, essentially. And, like, you're just, you're not going to have any fun with that. You're just going to play it yeah. s- as straight well, as possible. Like, that's I mean, it's well, just I mean, such I an mean, yeah, opportunity. I, 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 I don't think and that's, that's the problem with this like,
2: movie because they do give her the invisible jet. It's based yeah, on a I wishing system. I, I, I
3: think that they the knee jerk reaction to, oh, people didn't like Aries, I think that's like a big problem where it doesn't. It, it, it. There's just a fundamentally like missing piece where it feels like Diana is reacting to something that is. Mm-hmm. Unknown or like this, like the origins of this stone are really unclear, and they try to clarify, yeah. but it doesn't actually mean anything to like her character or like Pedro Pascal's character. It's just this stone that exists, and the god who made it is bad, and he's got monkey paw energy. So, this is this will not end well for humanity and the nuclear war, but. I, yeah I, I really love Diana as a character I I want her to stay like flawed and stay strong and it feels like this movie just didn't challenge her enough I just wanted her to be challenged yeah. It just I just I
0: wanted this movie to be Wonder Woman's Thor Ragnarok and it was
3: it,
1: and <laughs> Yep that's yeah upset.
2: I think yeah. I think you know we we've, we've been going at this for a while we could probably start to wrap things up uh, more or less here but I do want to say. That I think one good thing that is coming out of this movie, regardless of the fact that it is a big, a big dookie, is that Patty Jenkins, for so long in Hollywood, women directors get one shot. (laughs) And if they mess up ever, then they get to write for television (laughs) from now on, you know, and. The fact that this movie is a big steamy dookie dog doo-doo and she's still, you know, regardless, she's still signed on for a third Wonder Woman. She's still signed on for a new Star Wars movie is encouraging in a very specific type of way where Mm -hmm. people like Karen Kusama just got fucked over by a a bad movie or two. Patty Jenkins finally is at a point where she has like industry clout to be able to recover from one big turd, you know, which I think, I mean, I don't know who's to say we're still we're still fairly shallow into the backlash on this movie. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe she'll get (laughs) fired from both of those jobs. But there is something specifically heartening about the fact about the fact that this movie sucks so bad in a weird kind of way. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, because if Tim Burton can make shit shows all he wants for the past decade and still be Tim Burton street
1: Employable, cred, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I just think nice. we need to... It's nice to be able to fail. It's
3: really nice that <laughs> yeah. I think that as a woman, it's
0: nice to be able to fail.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think the, the way, problem at all is having a woman writing. I think it's that Patty Jenkins is a more talented director than she is a writer. And that's okay. We should just yeah. hire somebody, another woman to write the script. Like the yeah, just yeah. get another <laughs> woman.
1: Yeah.
2: I also just want to say that, like, this movie... I was so let down by this movie because this movie had, like, one of the better trailers of the last few years. Oh, yeah. And, like... You know just the and you know. Id- Just, like, the idea of, like, you know... There are so many movies where it's, like, a director coming back for a superhero sequel for something that they directed the first one of, where they get to go bigger and weirder and have a much more unique take than they did the first time, you know? Right. Like, that on top of the fact that the trailer was so well put together and like the color grading on that trailer was so good. I was like obsessed with the way that Wonder Woman costume looked in that trailer. Cause it was like such a deep red. It was like almost purple. It looked so great. And and that was (laughs) not, first of all, the movie was just bad for a lot of other reasons, but also this movie (laughs) looks bland as shit. Like the color grading from that trailer was so great, but it's totally washed out. And like visually, Like, I am so completely understimulated by this movie. Like, it was hard for me to get get excited about anything I was looking at.
0: We get, like, crumbs of an aesthetic, like, throughout the film. Like, when we're in the 80s mall, there's definitely that 80s aesthetic there, which is really nice. It's a little bit overplayed because of Stranger Things, but, like, it's nice and we all like it. And, like, we get crumbs of it throughout the whole thing. But, yeah, like, on the whole, like, halfway through this movie, we just lose all sense of any kind of aesthetic. And then we're just, like, making a movie. (laughs)
3: And I think yeah. that can kind of be like it can be a crutch to like lean too far into, like, this is happening in the 80s. And then when you stop, mm-hmm. like, look at these leotards, look at these leg warmers, <laughs> we've got them right. all. Like, then yeah. you're like, oh, now the tone feels like it shifted or that it doesn't matter anymore. But,
0: but because I, so much of the messaging is about the greed of the 80s it's weird that we
3: don't go as hard about the aesthetic of the 80s like that's <laughs> right. so, yeah. so important have you, to the 80s have you seen that um like comedy central not comedy central uh college humor skit where they have an 80s party and like one of the girls going is just like dressed up in like 80s workout gear and everyone else is like oh i'm dressed up as a a a Reagan voter (laughs) or just like (laughs) just like very plain things about that decade and it's so funny to me and I feel like we get so lost in like this is what we think in the 2020s this is what the 80s looked like and it. And then it gets a little fuddled when you're like, oh, and here's the actual president, and here's actual like economic turmoil and yeah. potential. Here's world a guy war who three. does
0: not look like Ronald Reagan, and we Mm-mm. will not say the words Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I
2: don't think he was supposed to be Ronald Reagan. I think I think is even weird. Which is even
3: I think if he, like,
1: no, he, like, no, he wasn't he was much just like Ronald Reagan, president. they would have
2: gotten a guy who looked more like Ronald maybe
1: Reagan. Maybe he was just generically yeah, conservative he didn't look president. Like yeah, exactly. They, yeah, wait, he was wait. just white man president, yeah.
0: But that's fucking stupid. If it's the year 1984, also second Well, it mom, was the
2: year 2016 it, in Batman v. Superman, and Patrick Wilson was the president. But he that's wasn't president different. Then. That's
0: not a historical time. They're not talking about the greed. Ronald Reagan is literally, like, the... Fountainhead of greed in the eighties. Are you fucking kidding me? But anyway, yeah. it's literally the year 1984, and Steve at no point is like, wait, you mean like the fucking book? Like that never <laughs> That's never a line. I well, guess I don't remember when nineteen eighty four was the by then. Yeah, nineteen
1: eighty four was written in years. Why like did they choose that date? Yeah. It
2: is weird. It is odd that they chose nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um also, wow. by the way, um,
2: I think Kristen Wiig is hot as shit in this movie. I didn't stand up for her <laughs> earlier, but yeah. I'm just running for my two cents out there. I think she's doing it. I think she's hot as hell. That's I just don't my, think she's scary. Right, I mean, hey,
1: listen, whatever gets your goat, dude. If that's what, <laughs> like, does it for you, I respect that. I just personally think that they could have picked literally anyone else. I think she no looks candy. fine. But I just costume. don't think she's her scary. I'm not so intimidated. Weird. I want to be intimidated by her. There is not a threatening bone in that woman's body. This is
2: just something weird on the on the letterbox page for this movie. Do you want to hear the official plot synopsis that continues to be up to this day?
1: Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. It says
2: Wonder Woman 1984: Wonder Woman comes into conflict with the Soviet Union during the Cold War in the 1980s and finds a formidable foe <laughs> by the name of Cheetah.
1: Hmm. Incorrect. Just what? like fully
2: not the plot of the movie.
1: Think, I don't know yeah. what's up with that. <laughs> Maybe I they think were just that plot Would have been a lot more fun.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's right. Sounds like a good plot is not the plot. <laughs> Maybe they were just yeah. guessing what they thought it should be about. They're like, well, you know, given yeah, the time I... period, yeah, this would probably make sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I
2: know we said we were wrapping up. I have one last thing from my notes I want to say before I get to the actual end of the podcast. Okay, which yeah. is that setting a big summer blockbuster at Christmas time is a classic trick. And it's one that I love. I think that's one of my favorite things that movies do. It's why Iron Man 3 is the best movie in the MCU and everyone in the world can find me about it. And classic other examples, Die Hard, uh, Lethal Weapon. That's like a classic move that feels good going down every time. But there is something distinctly upsetting about sitting down on Christmas Day in the (laughs) afternoon to watch this movie and having them be Uh like, it's the 4th of July. Of course. That does not go down smooth. That feels weird yeah. and gross and bad, and I don't like it one bit.
3: Okay, I well, weirdly
1: Christmas yeah. at the end of the movie also. That's not yeah. super right.
3: their fault, though. <laughs> no, of course yeah, it's Dad not. Really they didn't plan for it to come helped. out then,
1: I think that one couldn't be helped.
3: Uh, yeah. Wonder Woman, they had a deal with, um, with Dairy Queen to, like, release a special Wonder Woman blizzard during the summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. And they... S- Dairy Queen still went ahead and released that Blizzard, which I think is right. so funny. It was pretty good. I highly recommend it. They don't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I like no,
2: it. yeah, and I don't. I don't fault the movie for that. It's just, it's just weird. It's just weird how when the roles are reversed, how bad and weird it feels. It yeah, was it,
0: weird that it was. So we end the movie. It's July, and then the next scene, it's Christmas. Yeah, and then the movie's done. Yeah, it's that was weird. <laughs> that was a weird thing that they did.
2: Okay, yeah. so to wrap up the show, th- this is what we do every week, Meg. Is we we read a a one star review of the movie. That oh, I, I love that. That's so, so good. So, would you guys like to hear a one star review of nineteen of Wonder, of nineteen eighty Wonder Woman?
1: Nineteen eighty four. I would yes. by, by <laughs> George Orwell.
2: So, so, so this review comes from imdb.com, dot uh, and okay, this person credible. says, one star, poor act poor plot, poor outfit, poor CG and finally religious hatred? What the fuck? <laughs> In 1984, oh, yeah. there is no way that someone would say happy holidays. This is obviously religious hatred for the Christian Christmas.
1: Oh, that's a twist that I didn't see coming. Hey, I thought they were going to talk hairline. about the, the Islamophobia in that movie, but they yeah, just took it one, in a whole sure. other direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also, wow. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the religious phobia that we're talking about. Yeah, well, damn shoddy, okay. Like,
3: <laughs> they literally reference God in this movie like <laughs> Pedro Pascal's like I was blessed by the Lord and screw that televangelist so this, I don't like, I would literally yeah. was like are yeah. they allowed Happy to do that in this movie
0: <laughs> forget anyway. the fact that this movie literally says that there are canonically Greek gods yeah. and no other gods but you know that's fine
2: <laughs> exactly okay yeah. so anyway my name is Jackson McMurray
1: my name is Elaine McMurray my name is Keisha Rhodes and my name is Cosmonaut Meg.
2: Hell
3: yeah! And, and if you would been been no like to allowed.
1: follow oh, us on, fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to follow us on any of the social medias, you could follow No Nerds Pod at No Nerds Pod on Twitter. You could follow Jackson McMurray at Jepper Pack, and you can follow Adeline McMurray at Haul Horse. You can follow me, Keisha Rhodes at Beyonce, and you can follow Meg <laughs> at Megan is the worst. Is that right?
1: Yeah, Megan's the worst With on an H. Twitter, baby. With, With an, an
3: H. H. Don't misspell it.
1: <laughs> Please. Then you're
3: getting somebody we'll come else. For you. And then you can like, comment, subscribe. Please tell us what your favorite 80s iconography is in the comments. We would love to know. My personal is favorite scrunchies? is
2: Alf. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, that was the thing. That was yeah. the Yeah, and go
2: ahead. I know I plugged I know I plugged our TikTok on the last episode. I still oh, haven't yeah. posted it. Follow us on there.
3: TikTok.
0: Yeah, I'm, I followed it. I think I'm the only follower.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's in the works, okay? We have a TikTok account and I've been making those little highlight videos. I've got a few of them banked up and eventually I'm gonna start putting them on TikTok, Twitter, maybe YouTube too, not sure. That's in the works if you wanna be first in line for our tiktok content that is also on twitter not even exclusive if you're really that excited about it go for it follow us on tiktok we'd appreciate it and also if you're listening on podcast platforms uh we do stream every night uh not every night every friday (laughs) night on youtube except for the times when we don't like this time but we stream these episodes live so you can interact with us in real
3: time We talk Um, about movies once a week, but six times a week we scream into a bucket about (laughs) movies we don't
1: like. But that's (laughs) Patreon, that special bucket, Patreon (laughs) subscribers only, baby.
2: And vice versa is also true. If you're watching on YouTube right now, if I'm looking at you right this second, you can also follow on podcast platforms because the final podcast version has like theme music and better audio, better audio. And edits and s- such if, if such a thing interests you go back and revisit the back catalog it's much more interesting to listen to the finished version than the old streams if you're like listening to old episodes anyway th- th- those are our plugs uh, anyway I'm Jackson McMurray oh I'm Adeline McMurray oh I'm Keisha Rhodes and Cosmonaut Meg as no nerds allowed thank you Good night
3: <laughs> and time nailed it
2: <laughs> yeah thank you
3: <laughs> Dismount. Perfect.